Yo. Yo. All right, so we're gonna do a little bit of a sound check. We yep. think that that's a good idea. <laughs> yes. Agreed. All right. Um, we do have the XLR pointing. again i don't know about a genius uh it's taken me this long to figure it out i'm excited to have you man thanks excited to be back okay so this is the second time you've been in this <laughs> it car yep. it's our second attempt it's okay i feel like this time around will be they'll be better oh, it's gonna be glorious Ladies and gentlemen, we have Daniel Barnett, musician extraordinaire. You flatter uh, me. I will be doing the flattering for the most part. Yep, yep. Jake's going to be doing the the interrogation. Gotcha. <laughs> interrogation. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, just uh, Parasail has been my go-to um, just for getting into the mostly like a creative mindset. A sure. lot of my work has critical creative thinking, and you guys have just provided me something to tap into, and I, I really love it. That's awesome. Um, do you mind kind of just letting everybody know a little bit about Parasail? Yeah, it's me and my buddy Nate. We formed Parasail maybe two years ago as a live instrument band. We were a three-piece and then that kind of fell apart and we wanted to continue making music so we kind of just switched over to just me and him writing more electronica synth sort of stuff. Um, so me and him just collaborate, come up with cool ideas. That's what he, he does for a living. He does music, so he's very, very knowledgeable as far as the music programs and just production and things of that nature. And then, you know, we just collaborate. We have a pretty similar mindset when it comes to what we want to hear um, as far as, you know, just moody, atmospheric, up-tempo, cool stuff, you know. So, yeah, we try to get together at least once a week and try to put out four songs every four months. So essentially a song a month. Um, that's the goal. So working on our second um, EP right now. We have a self-titled EP out on Spotify right now. You can just find it under Parasail. So yeah, definitely check it out. I listened to it and I loved it. Uh, one thing Thanks. I wanted to ask, I messaged you and was like, man, this is awesome because it's, mm -hmm. it's great for my job where I have to focus. And yeah, just no kinda, vocals. <laughs> one thing that really struck me was the the name of your songs. How do you, how do you come up with those? I like those a lot. Like of Appearance in Disguise and Cosmos Undone. Like I feel like there's something interesting and it's telling maybe about you. Yeah, well, honestly, full transparency with the name of the songs, I didn't we both came up with a list of like 10 to 12 and those are all off of Nate's list. <laughs> he, he's a really smart guy and he reads a lot. His really captured, you know, the feeling for, you know, the songs and just, I guess the, yeah, I don't know, the direction of the vibe that we're trying to set. So we narrowed it down to those four and um, just went with them. You know, Do you have any, uh, uh, any names that you can remember from your list? No, they all suck. I had, I had this weird voyeurism type thing with uh, when it comes to people reading. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think it's like 
Like, I don't want to watch people have sex and shit necessarily. <laughs> I'd rather watch what and peek at the cover of their books. Sure. <laughs> like, what are Unless they reading? Unless it's like uh, erotica novel. Other you yeah, right. You'd like to watch people read. Watch. I, I'm more interested in like what they're reading and like their influences. And Daniel got me on a on a series just now. Yeah, King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Oh yeah, King Killer Chronicles. Yeah, they're amazing. Dark fantasy. I mean, it's oh, nice. really really good. I just ordered the second book. Nice. Yeah. So so do you like fiction or like nonfiction? Um, I guess both, but primarily I really like otherworldly setting type of books to get me out of you know reality that we live. <laughs> then get into another place you know i actually just finished uh, a trilogy by joe abercrombie who's amazing yeah i i read a lot too definitely more in that realm just the fantasy type of stuff what about somebody that just wants to get because i haven't read a lot of that like my fantasy extends to like harry potter maybe which are great I I read all those too yeah they're fantastic but do you have something that's like accessible or or is like the killer what's it called the killer King Killer Chronicles Chronicles. Uh, when I take the quizzes I'm on the border between Gryffindor and Slytherin (laughs) (laughs) I'd say that's fitting yeah that's about right (laughs) just depending on how you're feeling that day huh? just depending on how I feel that day honestly like I would I would start dude read that King Killer Chronicles the main guy quote is just such a badass and it follows his journey like it's just I mean they're amazing nice I I noticed those fantasy books sort of create the ones that I've read create an atmosphere or mm-hmm. any good fiction book I think creates like a like, sure. like an emotional feeling yeah you, do you, you find the similarity between that and the music that you make like are, you're trying to create that mood that like yeah. a novelist would maybe try to create I definitely feel like there's an underlying sense of anxiety and a sort of like sinisterness to it but they're also the you know those King Trilla Chronicles are filled with beauty and positivity I guess the inspiration and in what we put out in the music and I mean they're Definitely dark, but you know, beautiful at the same time. Yeah, I find I feel like great art in general has a, a tension that mm-hmm. it works with between that sort of darkness. Sure, I was gonna light. say you really like are interested in that, and I feel like art begets art. It's kind of like the cyclical thing. So the more you immerse yourself in something that you're interested in, like dark fantasy, kind of comes out. And do you feel that? Do you? Is I mean, we we I know last time we talked about inspiration, but that's something that. Um, I'm kind of interested to to see how you guys draw inspiration. Do you feel that you and Nate draw inspiration differently? Nate is a pure musician at heart. I mean, his whole family, that's all they do. His his brother owns a music store up in Kentucky. I mean, his whole family is just born of music, you know? So, and, and my family is to a certain extent as well. But, you know, Nate is you know, a professional musician and, you know, he, I know that he probably gets a lot of inspiration from books as well. And everyday life, I know he carries around a little recorder with him all the time and records just, you know, noises and sounds. And we implement those into our music as well. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's just an ultra creative guy. So I imagine he draws inspiration from all kinds of different sources. You know, when it comes down to it, at least for me, the music is, just I just want to feel good and I want to feel creative and whatever I draw that inspiration from I mean it's just you know whether that's life or books or other songs or art I mean it's just I just feel like it's that never-ending quest to get that creative have that creative outlet and get that out of you 
I don't know, just create something, whether it's a sonic landscape or something on a, you know, on a piece of paper or a canvas or whatever the case may be. Right. Which that's really interesting to me. And I've always, I've thought a lot about, and we talked about this before, where creativity comes from. Yeah. Because it's kind of, it's interesting. There's kind of two camps that I've been able to sort of figure out and it's probably a blend of the two but there's one camp where it's like I I had this idea and it just came to me and I felt like I was sort of this conduit of this song or this uh, book or whatever whatever their medium medium may be Um, and then there's another camp where it's like well you can't you can never force that so basically what you have to do is create like an artistic routine and just work and then you're going to have some good stuff and some bad stuff. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, where creativity comes from? And um, can you get more of it? Like, is there is there a certain practice or routine that you go through to sort of let it flow? I think, you know, when it comes to our songwriting process, I mean, we try to get together once a week, you know, every Thursday. And I think some Thursdays are better than others when it comes to, you know, just the ideas flowing and, you know, everything clicking. I mean, there are some times when we get together and it's sort of like we, not that we hit a brick wall, but it's more just like, all right, well, you know, what's our inspiration here? Where, what direction do we want to take this and how do we move forward? So I just think that persistence is key as with any, say, writer or artist, painter, whatever, they're going to have, you know, blocks where they're struggling to come up with relative, you know, content, but I think that persistence is key. And, you know, at some point you're going to hit on something that really motivates you and inspires you and you, you know, feel stoked about it. So, you know, that's what we do. You just um, run with it when you get it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is that where the best stuff comes from? Sorry. I think on, so. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, once that spark is ignited, man, I mean, it's almost like a runaway train to where, you know, it sucks to have to end the session and it's like, all right, well, we'll meet up again next week and continue this. So that reminds me of a quote by Ernest Hemingway, where he would want to write just enough. Like he would want to stop when he still had a lot more to say. Right. So the same thing, like if you really want to keep going on the song and you have all these ideas, that's when Hemingway would want to stop because then he could pick up where he left off last time. I had learned already never to empty the well of my writing, but always to stop when there was still something there in the deep part of the well and let it refill at night from the springs that fed it that's awesome yeah which which i think is really interesting because he's saying a lot about creativity in general like like it's some sort of resource that he taps into which is Mm -hmm. what i think i'm always getting at at that question it doesn't seem to necessarily come from the individual a lot of time there's something Mm -hmm. interesting about that yeah it's like don't deplete the you know the reserves you know to draw from the next time around what I find it, what I find really interesting is that you mentioned you mentioned the creative process, and we've talked about inspiration. We've talked about this kind of abstract thing, but you mentioned perseverance, mm-hmm. just getting it done. Yeah. Which I like that you mentioned that because I know you to be a particularly um, gritty person. Other than your day job, Paracel is not your only the only thing you do, right? Right. Yeah. I, I do lift. Um, so I drive for lift quite a bit for me, man, the hustle never stops. I love making money and yeah, I have a eight to five in an office, you know, and then have the creative outlet with parasail. But 
any free time that I have on my own where like if I'm not at the gym working out or I'm not with my kids, I can't justify sitting around at home and being lazy if I know I can be out making money. So, um, so do you ever play the carousel in your car? Yeah, it definitely comes up in the shuffle because, <laughs> you know, conversations come up all the time, just yeah. talking to different people and um a lot of people in Nashville are musicians, so, you know, that stuff will come up and they'll ask what I do. And, you know, so the, the topic definitely comes up quite often. And so they'll say, hey, you know, uh, you know, what do you do? You know, so I'll be like, oh, interesting enough, you know, I can pull it up right now and we'll listen to it. And they definitely get stoked on it. So, oh, nice. That's, See, cool. that's really great. It's what? like organic marketing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, cool. your, your idea of like <laughs> making money and not wanting to just sit around when you could be making money. Uh, I was thinking of something interesting that I wanted to ask you about. Um, have you ever heard of Peter Singer and like effective altruism? Yeah, yeah and Steven Pinker. That they're they're like I guess you would call them. We talked about Steven Pinker. Did we? Yeah, we had a conversation at one point. The idea behind effective altruism is that all of our extra money and our extra time should go to making the world a better place and they're very strict on the concept of value like the value is maximizing the benefit of your dollars for like overcoming poverty or Mm. curing disease and one of the interesting byproducts of this is Steven Pinker has written about that that nobody should ever fund the arts. Uh, Bill Gates read Steven Pinker's book and was like gung ho about it. And now you see him doing all the like malaria stuff, and that, that stuff's great. Yeah. But Bill Gates made a comment that if you give a million dollars to a museum or like uh, the arts or culture, mm-hmm. that you may as well be making a thousand people blind. It was his? He was saying it was morally the equivalent of like basically harming someone right. by giving money to the arts. So that's the idea of this effective altruism. Well, they're saying that the only motivation that we should ever have is to help the world in need. And, Truly in need. Yeah. Like food on the, on the table. Got yeah. It. Like we should, we should, head. we yeah. should have the minimal, each person should have the minimal amount that they need to survive. And once they have that, the re- their excess income should go to, their excess income and time should go to curing the world of, you know, poverty and disease. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's easy to say when you've got billions in the bank, you know, but, I think, <laughs> right. you know, but for, for somebody like me or for us, you know, it's like, you know, my daily grind is just to, you know, stay on top of all the expenses that I have and put some in the savings if I can and take care of my kids and all that. It's like, you know, I, yeah, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that, but at the same time, it's all relative, you know. Oh, I think it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think that's what he yeah. was getting at. I was yeah. just wondering what. Um, to me, it, it discredits the value of art. Sure. And to me, art is people don't give it enough credit for what I it does. I was going to say because, yeah. like, I have friends that will post things on Instagram, like their artwork, and. Sometimes I'll ask, like, hey, how much can I pay you for that? And right. They're like, no, 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 man, I don't, I don't charge for my art. I'm like, no, you should, though. Right. Real quick, I just kind of want to switch gears a little bit. And um, I heard from someone that you were in a metal band. Yeah. When I was younger and more angry and filled with angst, I was definitely in a, some more heavy stuff. Um, 
when I lived in Las Vegas, I was in a band called the Dead Light Effect, and we were definitely more of like a progressive metal band. Um, I played drums, and it was it was fun. I loved it. I mean, just the energy, and I don't know. I guess the dark aspect of it, pretty brutal. Lots of double double bass and screaming. And but as I've gotten older, I don't. I I still listen to a lot of heavy music, but as far as like being creative and actually playing it myself, I don't feel inspired to do it anymore. I'd rather write music that speaks to me and maybe more uh, acceptable. Just what do you mean in, by acceptable? With a broader fan base, you know, okay. metal is very niche, and it's not like we're writing this to reach the masses, but if our music can inspire people out there, I'd rather inspire more people than less, so I I just, I, I feel stoked on what we're writing now, and, and I, I appreciated doing metal back in the day, but for me, it's just now in my life, it's definitely not a priority as far as, like, being creative with it. There's certainly no spring chicken. Right. <laughs> what a Nassau thing to say. <laughs> what I mean is you are a dad. I am. And I know that you're a really good dad because we, we talk about our, our kids all the time. Yeah. And um, just uh, I'm curious as to when, when you had Cam, how did things change for you artistically? Well, we had Cameron at the time when I was in that band and we were touring and doing week-long runs at a time and he was just a little kid little baby so that definitely put some strain on that whole thing um you know as far as being gone and on the road and dedicating a lot of time throughout the week to the music but then also trying to balance a life at home with a kid and I think as time went on I, I I guess my priorities changed and realized that you know providing for my the family and my kid and being around more for him took precedent over being in a band and you know obviously I wanted it to work long term with the band and and do big things with that but I think at some point you kind of have to be realistic and get your priorities right and that's not to say to any musician out there to ever give up on your dreams well yeah you know I mean, it, you didn't stop making music right right yeah but you know the, the band thing just kind of fell apart and I don't know I I just felt that being there and being around as a dad you know was a lot more important you know usage of my time I don't know if you being a good dad is just natural or because of your upbringing. I, I particularly think that you have a pretty interesting upbringing, especially when it comes to like the transition over to getting into music. You yeah, my dad's a, a preacher, been a preacher my whole life. I have nine brothers and sisters, so 10 kids in my family. Um, I'm right in the middle. I started playing drums at a young age. My older brother had gotten a drum set and he would go to school and I would go upstairs and play it and, you know, just taught myself how to play and then started playing in my dad's church when I was, I don't know, 12, 13, probably. Um, really liked it. liked just being up there in front of people and playing and, you know, feeling that energy. So I think that that's definitely what planted the seed in me was just to, to be a musician and be creative and to be a conduit for that sort of energy as far as music goes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my brothers and sisters are very musically inclined and it's definitely a big part of our family. So it's cool. My dad still has a church in southern Indiana. He'll probably do it till he dies, you know, being a preacher which is awesome. They used to be really conservative when I was younger, but, you know, as we've all grown up and 
moved out and they've gotten older, they definitely, you know, I guess kind of seen the writing on, on the wall and just realized that you can only put people in a box for so long as far as, you know, your conservative values and, and hope that they stay within those walls before they, you know, I mean, because as you get older, you, you learn that it's a big world and there's a lot of stuff that goes on out there. And that's how my whole family was, man. As soon as we were able to, you know, old enough to graduate high school and move out, that's what we all did, yeah. you know, and kind of just dispersed across the U.S. So. My, do you play an instrument, Drake? Um, I used to try to play guitar. Um, I'm. That sounds like you actually did, though. Well, yeah, for <laughs> a long time. Nice. But, well, no, I, I wish. Um, I, everybody makes fun of me for being rhythmically challenged. Oh, same. <laughs> like I, I have absolutely no rhythm. Um, yeah, and I've tried, and I've learned, and I've. My brother-in-law is real big into drums and like jazz drums, and he's a real sharp dude, so he can get really deep in mm-hmm. terms of like trying to explain stuff to me. And we had like little impromptu classes where he tried to teach me about the meaning of rhythm. (laughs) 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 Well, I understood it cognitively, but then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, but you have to forget all that. (laughs) You just have to go like and ride this wave of rhythm. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I I don't get that part. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I can't play an instrument to save my life. My sisters both play piano. They also both speak uh, Spanish very fluently, uh, so two things that I'm missing. Hey, I saw you at the papuceria. You speak you speak Spanish well, my friend. Dude, I can say uh, muchas gracias. Una Coca Cola, por favor. But my point is, like, I would love to be able to play an instrument, and at this point, I'm, I, I I wish I could play an instrument so I could kind of give teach that to my kids. Right. I mean, we all have kids in here, relatively the same age. How, how, how Too are we cheap doing to pay for lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could learn it so I could save right. a couple of bucks and teach him. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jack did piano lessons for a while, and his attention span um, got the better of him there. Um, but Daniel, do your kids play any instruments? Yeah, Cameron's really good on the drums. I mean, he's he's been playing since he was a little kid. When he was just a little toddler, I had gotten him like a kid drum kit, just like one of those little ones you get at like, I don't know, Kids R Us or something, Toys R Us. Um, and then, you know, he, as he got older, he started playing on my kit and I taught him the basics, you know, I mean, he can definitely lay down some basic beats and whatnot. Um, that's great. But, you know, Jax, she's only seven. She loves to mess around on the keyboard and stuff, but Mm -hmm. you know, she's more into animals and that's definitely her passion or pets and animals and things of that nature, which I actually just got her two guinea pigs this past weekend. Oh, no shit? Yeah. That's great. Like, <laughs> real shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely musically inclined. They love to beatbox and sing, and they have a, you know, they're very familiar with a wide variety of different styles of music, so that's I would good. love for them to be musicians themselves, but, you know, I feel like that's one of the things that either happens organically or... You know, you don't force that on yeah, somebody. You don't. You know? I mean, you shouldn't force. You shouldn't live vicariously through your kids, right? I don't. I don't think. Um, I certainly do, but I, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't want like all of these things for them that they don't want. I don't know. I, I, I guess that's I, a that's a 
topic for another another time. I think really it's just Fortnite just chapping my khakis. <laughs> well, that new Black Ops Four just came out, and I got that for Cam. Oh yeah, and You're trying to switch it up. Yeah, well, it has more it has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what a man plays, right? <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Stop dancing and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, they added emotes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah. Well, oh, they, he so with the Black Ops Four, they have the same sort of concept as Fortnite, where it's like a you know public battleground where you play you know against a like hundred kids and it's a huge map but it's a much more mature version of it so you know this past weekend he was definitely getting off the Fortnite train and was like yo like this black ops 4 is legit you know i can't believe i ever played Fortnite so much so <laughs> if anything i got him off of Fortnite. you know that's and, a step yeah that's a step jake just is trying to do that with himself so <laughs> yeah i've been playing it have you, have you, <laughs> did you win a solo game yet or no 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 i i, I suck I, my brain just doesn't work fast enough for these like to play against these kids <laughs> like yeah dude and Fortnite's different because you gotta build all that shit at the same time as like try to like fight these guys like I can't do it yeah I can't do that either I, I try and they just make fun of me severely um <laughs> but yeah no I, I went to go get some uh some audio equipment that I ended up not needing and Rain was playing Spider-Man on PS4 that thing looks beautiful yeah it's gotten a lot of really positive Wait, did you get him a PS4? No, no, it was, it was just like the the demo. Oh, 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 oh the store. I yeah. got you. I, I was and thinking he was he was giving me a bunch of shit. We were making fun of you for not getting him a real right. console. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I remember you guys were were fucking with me about not getting a real console, and he literally said, "Dad." when are we going to get a real console? And I'm like, what are you talking well, about, man? The Switch is a real console. He's like, that's a handheld. It's not a real console, man. I got, I got to agree. It's kind of it's kind of a console. Yeah, I don't know. Breath of the Wild is... These, these scooters crack me up. Like, the people you see riding them, I love it. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's anybody. Like a pencil skirt and heels the other day riding one. It's crazy. It, really? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's like people drop their pretenses for a minute to get on this scooter and live as children again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and actually kind of cool. They have, like, smiles on their faces and shit, and you can tell they're sort of enjoying life for, for a couple minutes. Yeah, and so far I haven't seen anybody try to pull, like, a selfie or, like, an Instagram video while they're riding the bike. Oh, I'm sure it's happened. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I just haven't seen anybody, like, doing that. Look, she looks so happy. She's like, hey, it's raining, but I'm, I'm on this adventure. Hey. I might be late to work, but <laughs> I love it. I'm having a great time. We're on time. <laughs> I just need to make this turn and not run these people over. Some no pedestrian. Look, look how many points I can rack up right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you going to get them PS4 for uh, Christmas or what? I'm going to get them a PS4 randomly because ultimately I'm getting the PS4 for myself. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I already made that clear. That'll be good yeah, though, man. I, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get him one, man. I, he he's such a good kid. He does such a great job. I, I should he shouldn't he shouldn't be the weird kid that doesn't yeah, play mean, on it, Switch or mobile on anything. It's 2018, man. You know, get I just the program Freddy. Freddy no skins. Freddy no skins. <laughs> yeah, my son just got his first pair of like Jordans or something today as we're speaking, and it's like it, it just made me think about when you said. Uh, he don't want him to be that kid. Like I had that same kind of feeling. Cause he's like, dad, when can I get some basketball shoes? Cause mm -hmm. we, up until now we've been getting them from like target and shit. Right. Those are legit. They last for a while, they but they're, they're no Jordans. They're no Jordans. 
Dang. Dude, Cam has a pair of Yeezys now. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. dude. That's what's up. We like, need to have you back on to talk about Kanye. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, that, I, I, I wouldn't time. have a lot to say about you're, that. You're welcome. For Anytime. Sure. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Dude, uh, okay, so we're going to take these last moments uh, to let everybody know where they can find all of your stuff. Yeah, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, I, I think. Um, it definitely is, because that's where I listen oh, to okay, it. okay, yeah. Parasail, yeah. baby. Called Parasail. We'll put all these in the show notes, too. Yes, for sure. To them. And awesome. on Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Insta. Insta, baby. Yeah, check you know? it out. You know, if you like it, follow us. We'll be releasing more stuff here soon, so check it out. Yeah, it's fantastic. You guys will love it. Yes, we're still rolling, because we're still rolling. God, there's, like, nowhere to park in this lot. Do that 38-point turn. Are you back in? Why do you back in? Is it easier for you? I don't always back in. Yeah. I actually just do it to try to impress you. It does. Does it? Because I'm horrible at backing. Well, he's got that little camera. The camera's... Oh, yeah, man. that's I, like I cheat. cheat. For it's sure. Like cheat codes. <laughs> cheat codes. Dude, it's tough. Thanks, brother. Right. Thank yeah, you. For sure. Yeah, thanks. My pleasure. You guys setting up right now. Road Rants is an ongoing conversation by Jake and Freddie, with new episodes each week. You can holler at your homeboys on Instagram at Road Rants Podcast, tweet them at Road Rants Pod, or you can visit their website, roadrantspodcast.com, where you can join the conversation, view show notes, and check out behind-the-scenes footage. If you're picking up what they're putting down, tell someone. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Road Rants on Apple Podcasts. And in the meantime, just chill. Until the next episode.